Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. We are very, very lucky today. We are bringing back a returning guest, someone who's created content for the course, and a CPA. Folks, yes, you need to talk to attorneys and CPAs and all of these different things if you want to maximize your return on your investments, all of these different loopholes that you can have. And you need to work with professionals such as Bob Langworthy. How are you doing, Bob? Michael, it's good to be back here. Uh, apologies for my boring hair color. Um, <laughs> <but> I... <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, no, no worries, man. It's okay. It's, you're, you're an accountant. You're supposed to be boring. I think that's, that's right. That's I think right. that's Thank supposed you. to be in the DNA. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Hey, so um, real quick, why don't you, Bob, tell, me, tell us about your company because people are going to listen to this and want to know. Sure. So let's hit it first and we'll hit it at the end as well. Great. Yep. My accounting practice is mainbeancounters.com. That's Maine, like the state, beancounters.com. I'm um, easy to find there. I'm Bob Langworthy on, on all the big uh, social media platforms. I'm easy to find on LinkedIn as well. Um, so yeah, not hard, not hard to get a hold of me. Yeah. And folks in my course, you will know Bob and I had conversations around seller financing. We've talked about the accounting of it, uh, cost segregation, or just all different things we've talked about. And Bob, the reason I asked you back today is... Uh, I've just brought on the channel an expert who does cost segregation, but more importantly, cost segregation for the little guy. And I thought we would bring a CPA on, somebody who files taxes for property investors, many of them being the little guy, Sure. and, and talk about it. So first off, um, why don't we talk about cost segregation, what it is, why it is so powerful from an accountant's perspective. Absolutely. So cost segregation um, is, a, is a process where you take the value of the real estate that mm -hmm. if it's residential, which is what uh, most people listening today are, are, are investing in, is being depreciated over 27 and a half years, a cost segregation study comes in, looks at the property and, and determines how much of that property can be depreciated over five years, seven years, 15 years, and then the remainder in 27 and a half years. And what that allows you to do is to speed up that depreciation instead of all of it being stretched out, straight line depreciation divided by 27 and a half, you get a chunk of it that gets divided by five and right. seven and 15. So it's a very powerful tool. I'm glad that you have um, uh, reached out to that individual and had them on the channel. I did um, through another uh, organization, a cost segregation study on a duplex that we have um, here in Maine. Um, it was great, very beneficial and um, sped up the depreciation for us. And uh, we can talk about some reasons why somebody might want to do that. Yeah, let's, let's, that, that was my next question is why would somebody want to, you know, accelerate the depreciation? And again, let's, you know, if, let's just bring it up because there, are, I believe in the IRS still has an income threshold. I think it's 150 grand a year, where Correct. if you make more than that, you can only depreciate the passive. It, it doesn't come off ordinary income. Um, so, so let's, yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So what you're referring to is the passive loss rules. So currently um, with the IRS, if your rental real estate loses money, 
which of course we don't encourage, no alligators. Nope. No alligators. But if your property happens to lose, mm -hmm. uh, lose money, which may be because of depreciation. Could be. And your modified adjusted gross income is less than $150,000. You can apply some of those passive losses from your real estate against your active income from other sources. Yep. So with a cost segregation study, you would then be taking even more depreciation uh, mm -hmm. against your rental real estate and would have the opportunity then to further decrease your active income and there's you know tax savings there. So that's one reason why somebody might be interested in a cost segregation study. I think bigger reasons, probably more important for real estate investors are they're looking to shield as much of their cash flow as possible mm -hmm. from taxation. And mm -hmm. so when you're taking that cost segregation um, into account and you're getting that great benefit over five years, you may you may be reducing your the, you know, the taxable piece of your cash flow by 50% or more, depending on how that cost segregation study shakes mm -hmm. out. So it can be a great benefit, but there can also be a challenge to it. Yes. Now the challenge occurs when you get past that five years of sped up depreciation or seven years, and now you've got much less depreciation than you started with, and you've got higher cash flow, you've got higher taxable income, you could be paying more in income tax. So often, the cost segregation study has been limited to um, the large commercial investors, large apartment buildings, large office, commercial warehouse type projects that would be a syndication. They'd have that cost seg study built in to produce the cash flow that those uh, limited partners were looking for. Um, but the challenge comes up at the end of that. What do you do at the end? Right. We've talked previously on the channel about the pain of depreciation recapture. Yeah, it's funny. All those syndications don't talk about depreciation recapture. They're like, hey, we're going to slam a million bucks in depreciation into year one. You're going to love it. You're going to get 10% of that. Oh, by yeah. the way, when we sell in five years, that's coming back. They don't, they don't right. really mention that. That's right. So that can be painful. So what a lot of individual investors will do is look to pair that cost segregation study down the road with a 1031 exchange which as of today is still possible for real estate investors. <laughs> still, so that, yeah. that was in the crosshairs at one point, yep. um, but we dodged the bullet there. And uh, then with that 1031 exchange, you defer the capital gains into the next property and you, know, yeah. you go from there. So there can be a real benefit. So in my own example with a duplex, and this might be relatable for some sure. of the people that are watching or listening today. I'm sure. We did the cost segregation study because we do not plan on holding that duplex beyond that five-year period. Okay. We will look to do a 1031 exchange. So we want to get as much depreciation. You're playing Monopoly, Bob? What the hell? Precisely. <laughs> precisely. We want as much depreciation as we can get now to decrease our tax burden now. We would then 1031 into a larger property, hmm. defer the capital gains down the road. So that's our plan. That's why we like the cost segregation yeah. study. Yeah. So again, let's just carry it. We did the whole below mm -hmm. 150. If you make them more than 150, which I did the last 10 years of my career, you get to learn the great phrase of carry forward loss. I got to tell you, as somebody who kept, who made okay income, you know, more than the 150 number, uh, I was always pissed off when my carry forward got bigger, but then I retired and I got to use it. Yes. Oh, that was really, really good. I like that. That was really good. Yeah, I like yeah, it. So I'll often have uh, physicians or attorneys come to me and, you know, they're high W-2 earners or they get 
you know, significant income from their partnership if it's an attorney, and they're looking to real estate to pr- produce losses mm-hmm. to offset their income. And I have to give them the bad news. Yes, sorry, buddy. This is carry forward. Yeah, yeah. And secondly, we don't go into real estate to lose money. No, you shouldn't. No. And so, yeah, those losses do carry forward. So the good news with a carry forward loss is you're not losing it. Yeah, they're not. Dis- right? I always felt like they were gone forever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get it until I left and I haven't had a job for four years. And now I'm a real estate professional. I'm like, oh, that's yes. like a savings account. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. And in, in those first couple of years. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. 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 So that, so again, it's it's not lost. And so again, cost segregation was initially created for the big boys. It's definitely something that syndicators lean on to get those outsized returns, or I should say deductions in the first year. But yeah. let's talk about the Jobs Act, which really... Sure. Again, for me and the little guy made, if you can use cost segregation, now is the time. And I believe it's one more year. Uh, it's called bonus depreciation. Basically, you do your cost seg, if I understand it, Bob, and everything that's in five, seven, and 15 years all gets slammed into year one, which that's is correct. kind of amazing. That's very amazing. Yeah. So what you're, what you're talking about is correct. Bonus depreciation can be taken on those five, seven, and 15 year items that have been identified in that cost segregation study. You don't have to take the bonus depreciation, <clears throat> but you can. I'm going so, to. <laughs> right? Exactly. Every time. You would take 100% of the five, seven, and 15 year property as a deduction in one year. And that's a tremendous benefit. You're right. It's part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. It's a little bit odd how they have it, but a lot of that act is phasing out. The, the, the complete act ends in 26. Right. But with bonus depreciation, it's 100% for 2021. It's 100% for 2022. Mm-hmm. Then it drops by 20% a year to 80%, 60 on down to zero. And this is so, why, folks, I am not mm-hmm. selling squat next year. I am mm-hmm. keeping everything I bought because everything's going to be cost seg. It's it's a beautiful thing. And I look yes. for it. And then I will 1031 as Bob planned to do with his duplex at some yes. later date. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Yep. So bonus depreciation, it has been around um, for a while, it, it, but it's only recently that it's been applied to um, personal property for real estate purposes. Yeah. So it's a great benefit. One thing worth noting, mm-hmm. um, it gets treated differently by some states. Okay. Oh, that's I happen to live in Maine. And Maine rejects the idea of bonus depreciation. I did not know that. Makes you add it back. So every you get year. a benefit for certain on the federal side. Oh, but not the on state. the state side. Ah, uh, well, so federal, you know, I don't, what's, what's your state? I mean, federal's got, you know, federal at 37 and a half is the highest bracket. What's, that's right. the, yep. what's the highest yeah. state in Maine bracket? 11? Um, it's just around, it's right around 7%. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, that's fine. You want to, you want to hit it. me on the seven? I want yep. the 37, baby. <laughs> yep. Yep. Still worth it. So bonus depreciation, you can't use bonus depreciation on the building itself. That's 27 and a half year. It's only property that has a usable life of 20 years or less. Yeah. Um, so it's, it feels- it, 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 The cost seg is, again, the cost seg, well, I de- they, it is an analysis. It is not, it, they go in right. and they, it's an engineering effort. And That's they're right. like, this is five, this is seven, this is 15. That <clears throat> is some number. That's correct. Right. So I just did a duplex and I'll, I'll share the yeah. round numbers. I bought it right. for 190. Yeah. First, what's land worth? Because as you know, Bob, yeah. land's not depreciable. Yeah. So let's just say 188 becomes 150. So 150 is the entire. And if I wanted to do it the old boring way, I divide that by 27 and a half. And it is what it is. It's like three grand or something. 
Or you can go in and do an analysis. And my analysis, roughly 35% of the building yeah. falls into one of those three mm-hmm. categories, five, seven, or 10. So 35% of 150, I don't know what that is, 15, 24, like 52 grand. Yeah. That's the deduction. And then it's then you take the 52 grand times my tax bracket of 37%. I walk away with 15 or $16,000 in less cash I owe the yes. IRS. Is that yes. roughly yeah. correct? That is roughly correct. And it's fantastic. That's exactly why people do it. Now, again, that's a one-time, in this mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. that's a one-time benefit that you get, yep. um, but absolutely worth doing it. And if you're in a position where, you know, you've got a, a portfolio of properties, you may just pick, you know, say you've got a dozen properties, you may do, you know, two properties a year, you know, over time. Um, we do have the issue of this sunsetting. So you probably want to do, you know, six and 22 and then the rest in 23, um, but yeah, it's, it's a powerful tool. It's worth noting that it has to be done by a company that does cost segregation. Yeah. You can't just roll up and say, eh. Correct. Yeah. You can't make your accountant do it for you and say, you know, just rough numbers. You can't say, hey, Michael Zuber said 35%. Can we no, use that? No, that, that's that not what I work. said. That's right? <laughs> Michael Zuber did not say 35%. I did not. I gave you my example <laughs> for my company doing my building. <clears throat> that's right yep <clears throat> that's funny that's funny but yeah this this is this again the other thing that i want the average person to realize is real estate is awesome and the rich have just beaten the tax code and used it for years right this was historically right. done on big buildings big malls all these folks uh there have been uh services like the one i brought to the channel and many others not yeah many others that will now do it on smaller <clears throat> things and it, yes. it is your choice and again, the really yeah. big thing for me is cost segregation was always sexy or cool, but frankly, uninteresting to me for the little difference. But you slap cost seg plus bonus depreciation and I get all that up front. I'm yeah. like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm not selling yeah. anything next year. Well, we used to have rules of thumb that basically said it's not worth doing a cost segregation for a property worth a million or worth 500. Yeah. Depending exactly. On where you were, exactly. Because the cost of the study itself was so expensive. No, totally agree. There are some some low cost providers out there now um, that make it you know makes a whole lot of sense now even for single family. Yeah, and again, um, it's it's thousands of dollars, but realize on a, on a yeah. roughly two hundred k purchase, it's going to be net positive ten or twelve. And oh, by the way, the two grand I spend is tax deductible as well. That's right. Yep. It's just yep. It, it is a good it, for me when I think about the little guy that follows one rental at a time and, and I still include myself in that bucket cost seg was not something I knew about it. Right. I'm an accountant. Yeah. I have the education. I know it's there, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was uninteresting. But yeah. when you slap in the bonus depreciation and pulling all that into year one, I'm like, gotcha. Yes. I'm going to yep. do that every time. So yep, exactly. Very, yep. very cool. So uh, any more thoughts on this cost segregation, bonus depreciation, we talked about carry forward losses. Anything else you want to kind of wrap this up with? This is exactly what I was hoping people would hear. Yeah, I think I think we've covered the the bases there with kind of the broad picture of those two items and how they work together to provide a great benefit. Yeah. Uh, so one more time, folks, I know lots of people are looking for a real estate oriented CPA. You are the man for that. How should they reach out to you? They can go to mainbeancounters.com and find me there. Uh, they can find me at LinkedIn, Bob Langworthy. I am Bean Counter Bob on Instagram. They can find me there as well. So not hard to Google me either. There are not a lot of Bob Langworthy's kind of like Michael Zuber. I'm yeah. guessing there aren't a lot of those. Not a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. And folks, if you're in my course, uh, I tag him all the time and he responds, which is awesome. Uh, again, Maine is in the state. 
so remember that don't uh, it's not the other one it's Maine like the state so there is an right. e on the end of Maine That's right. uh, so Bob thank you much for doing this I know you're very busy uh, I appreciate you and uh, have a wonderful day thanks Michael always good to see you you got it